Oh my gosh. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we talk about things like urban legends. Uh, an ambulance. Aliens. A bigger ambulance, like a double one. We should talk more about the Illuminati. Yeah, actually. Ghost, paranormal, anything spooky related. Speaking of spooky stuff and an ambulance, I was driving home last night back to our house, Lindsay, in Columbus, and an ambulance was driving past me, not with its sirens on, and all the lights were on in the back, and there was a dude laying in like the, the stretcher just staring out and staring at me in my car as I drove past. <laughs> That's creepy. This, it was was re- it a ghost? <laughs> no. It was like a 75-year-old man just Aww. laying in the stretcher just staring at me but i don't know why i think that's funny but it well, is well i'm sure and scary okay two things i hope he was fine yeah. and i think that the fact that there weren't sirens on he was just driving he was just kind of staring at me no one looked panicked because there was also you could also see an emt sitting back there with him just hanging out maybe playing candy crush yeah uh, but two scary it really that freaked is really me out scary you think they would not have him facing, I mean, the outside. Turn the lights off. Have curtains. Yeah. What about curtains that you can close for, curtains you can close for coverage? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Well, one thing I do know, and I only know five or six things, but one of the one of the five or six things I know is that every single week, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. Now, it's been a while since I've said top Rick. Uh, yeah. We'll research a topic separately of one another and then reconvene inside of our house, discuss what we've researched for the very first time with one another. And try to scare each other. Try to scare each other right now. Because that's how our relationship, that's what our relationship's based on, is just scaring each other. Oh, a relationship based on fear. If you were ever thinking like how we interact not on the podcast it's us just scaring each other all the time yeah Lindsay came home and all the lights were off and i was hiding uh underneath a pile of loose human teeth and then i crawled out of the human teeth in slow motion with a strobe light that i had taped to our dog's body and so Lindsay came in molly our dog heard Lindsay, ran in I clicked on the remote, activate strobe light, and then I crawled out of the pile of human teeth uh, and was like, oh, gross, is what I said. And the scariest part of it was it made a huge mess in the living room. Yeah. Oh, it was the living room? Yeah, it turns out. Oh, why? Did you say it was somewhere else? No, I don't think I did. I okay. was thinking it was the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a true story. We you, we just don't have the facts right. No, but we, we never don't. really have the facts right, so. Yeah, do eh. we? Like that story kind of goes along with our show. Yeah, I think if this is your first time listening to our show, we probably have 80% of the facts right. I'd say like 90. Really? Yeah, well, it depends on how much research you do after this when we tell you. Well, then that would mean if no one researches what we say after our show, then we are 100% right. Because that's all they know. Ah, mm. we are the headlines. We're the <laughs> clickbait of podcasts. Ooh. Um, last week, I know that I talked about Wicked Queens. Yes, and correct. And how scary Elizabeth Bathory was because she loved blood. Yeah, she she would take baths uh, in uh, my voice. I'm just trying to talk through it, but my <laughs> throat feels really weird right now. But she would take baths in women's blood. She was picky. Yeah. 
And you talked about a deserted island that had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, Povelia Island off the coast of northern Italy. Mental institution. Uh-huh. That's where... Now fine wine. That's where people would go and take uh, people who they thought had the bubonic plague. And now they grow a lot of grapes there. And you can literally drink wine that was grown in the soil of ghosts or in the soil... It's getting silly and scary. Yeah, it's actually very, very scary. And you and I talked about would we drink that or that cocktail from Canada with that mummified toe in it. Oh, that's right. And we both decided on the ghost wine. The sour toe cocktail. Which is nasty. Yeah. If anyone listening has tried this cocktail or wants to try this cocktail, tell us about it. Yeah. I mean, there's not much we can do if you want to try it. We can just say, hey, go get them. But I mean, you go get it <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I was trying to think of a toe pun, but I couldn't. That would yeah. be totally awesome. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was, uh, I'll work on it. Hopefully, when you're traveling to go drink the Sour Toe cocktail, your uh, travel plans don't get all jammed up. Toe jam. <laughs> and Earl. That's like really putting your foot in your mouth. That's pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah, there yeah, one more? Yeah, yeah. Is there one more? I don't know. I can't. It's brewing, but I'm, I can't. It's brewing, do you think? <laughs> Maybe it'll come by later. Come it'll by. stop by it'll later. stop by the house it'll knock <laughs> on the door that's how my thoughts work they like stop by sometimes yeah and what's nice is that you can either invite them in or not yeah if i don't answer then i will forget that they stopped by oh okay well that's... unless they leave a note then yeah okay i think this is uh i think this is mostly just let Lindsay know uh if you're one of Lindsay's ideas <laughs> let her know <laughs> uh let her know you're gonna stop by yeah okay well, Lindsay, I am first this week. That you are. And that I, that actually, when you said that, that really kind of threw me for a loop for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Because I, I don't think you say that you are very often. And that it was, was like, one of my ideas that came and knocked at my door. Okay. And I answered. <laughs> oh, well, that one threw me for a loop. Uh, I feel like people are going to be scared of me now. Well, I just feel like we have a weird energy going on in this episode. We we're have recording. A silly, yeah. We have a silly episode, and <laughs> we're recording. It's quarter to six p.m. on a Wednesday, and we typically record these on Sundays. And we're recording it early so that we don't have to record and edit the day before this well, show comes out. It's wacky Wednesday. It is wacky Wednesday. Well, speaking of wacky Wednesday, yeah, I have some breaking booze. Okay. For the beginning of my topic. Yes. Uh, for everything. So we have a brand new Bigfoot sighting in Kansas. It was, I guess, two sisters had seen a Bigfoot. Oh, now, yeah. you typically, or occasionally, more often than I will, you will title your segments. And I call this one Sisterhood of the Wandering Squatch. Okay. Is that good? Yeah. Can you think of anything, any better ones? or? Um... I don't know the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen Squatchers. I don't know. Okay, well that was actually that was actually they're twins. I don't know. I just love the Olsen twins. Yeah, you actually you actually do. Love I really the Olsen do. Twins. <laughs> yeah. If there's any haters out there, I don't want to hear it. Hey, if there's any haters out there, step <laughs> off. <laughs> if there's any haters out there that you you've never sounded more like uh, a 10 year old who got their own cell phone and was making vines and was saying, for all you haters out there that hate on well, my vines. The Olsen twins are spooky. Yeah, sure. Own. I mean, they had a weird life. 
No, they absolutely did. I'm not bashing. Hey, I'm not one of the haters. <laughs> I'm not one of the haters. I, I also like the Olsen twins. Okay, so tell me about this new Bigfoot sighting. Okay, two sisters in Kansas, which I didn't think much happened in Kansas, let alone a squatch wandering around. Kansas is fairly flat. And I know that we do have some listeners in Kansas, and I'm not knocking Kansas. It's just you don't hear a lot about Kansas. Tell us what's in Kansas. Maybe we'll come visit. Yeah, maybe we will. Let us know. Enthusiastically. At spooky spouses underscore or spooky underscore spouses. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Or spooky spouses cast at gmail.com. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, whatever. TikTok, flip flop, crip, crip, whatever whatever you want. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we have a quote here from or a, a, a lengthy quote from one of the sisters. Quote. Around 9.35 p.m. Also, if you're going to say around a time, don't be as specific to say 9.35. Just say around 9.30. Yeah. Around 9.36 p.m. in 43 seconds. I mean, she's just given a time. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. She just huh? saw Bigfoot. She's, she does, her ideas aren't <laughs> flowing. Yeah, maybe I'm being too picky. <laughs> uh, quote, around 9.35 p.m., I was telling my sister, who was driving, to be careful about deer running across the road. Because we had seen a few. Some didn't even look at the truck we were in. Most were focused on the cornfields. Look at their... Did they have a really particularly nice truck? I guess they had a truck that was really attractive to deer. <laughs> yeah, deer None saw it. None of those like, deer even looked at our truck. Get a, lo- get a load of that F1 do, do, million. Is that what they're called? Do deer even ever look at cars? I mean, well, they, they wouldn't run out in front of cars if they looked... Yeah, that's true, but maybe that's why no one in a truck has ever hit a deer cuz deer are always like, "Wow. Uh, yeah. Look at that thing. I wonder how much hor- I wonder how much torque <laughs> torque power it has." Yeah. I love cars, and I'm really <laughs> enthusiastic about engines and motors and pistons and cylinders. Sure. Uh, the sister continued to say, "Quote, a big buff gorilla-looking man" Hopped out on all fours, end quote. Mm. Hopped out, meaning out of a cornfield. Now, on all fours is something that we don't typically hear when we hear about squatch sightings. It's usually... Yeah, they're usually their lanky arms. Lanky arms, bipedal walking, and then big back legs. Yeah. But this one was, I guess, maybe playing... It was playing pretend with the, the deer and was like, I will be the deer too, and went on all fours. Or maybe it was being a gorilla. You know, that might... That's probably a little bit more likely. Than or it what was I being said. a Sasquatch. Maybe Sasquatch do that sometimes. They just hide on all. They just kind of walk around on all fours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do we know? <laughs> Hello. We don't know. Continuing the quote, it jumped from the cornfield to my left in front of me and onto the left side of the road. It stood up, then disappeared into the cornfield on the other side of the highway. My sister wanted to stop, but I asked her to continue driving. Now, well, yeah, because even if it was like a gorilla or a Bigfoot, like that's dangerous. I'd stop in a second. No, see, that's where we would fight. You think so? Yeah, because I'd be like, well, I'm not getting out of this car. Well, no, we don't have to get out of the car. Just slow down and oh. get a and get a look. Yeah, I wouldn't stop and get out and like lock the car or whatever. I would just stop and look. Maybe roll the window down, see if you can get some of that potent, no. potent squatch aroma that everyone says they have. I don't know about that. No? I'd be like, let's book it. They're going to say, let's boogie. Let's boogie. Let's draw some crappy pictures about it and then put it online. Uh, It's funny that you mentioned that because there's a really good sketch. Oh. It's actually... Good by like actually good or like good like how you showed me last week of that guy's dragon uh, bird pterodactyl. Well, 
I think in terms compared to what we've seen, legitimately a good sketch. Okay. But it is, I mean, it is funny. Yeah. It's very funny. The sister described this thing as being eight foot tall with an ape-like body. Now, I think describing the body as being ape-like, she's leaving room, she's leaving a little bit of stuff vague, which makes me... A little skeptical? No, it actually makes me think that the story is a little bit more credible because it was like, it was an ape-like kind of a thing. It kind of looked like a gorilla, I guess. She's not saying it was for sure a Bigfoot. It walked, it, it, it was wearing a name tag that said, I'm Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, she said that the hair was about three inches in length, which is kind of long hair all over. All over? All over. Hmm. But it was a little bit patchy on its chest and its face. Okay. Uh, quote, you could see its muscles, end quote. So maybe it was more mm. of a buff squatch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was powerlifting. He was crossfitting. Maybe it was crossfitting. I think and Bigfoot's... like that's why he was on all fours because it was like a new CrossFit mover. It was like jump up in the air and then jump down. Well, I think... Uh, I <laughs> you think... know, cross move, like cross, you know, fit. Okay, moves. so all of our CrossFit buds, <laughs> this is just kind of our behind the scenes. We're letting you know how much we love CrossFit. You jump up, then you jump down. Uh, and that's and, and I think I know another move. Grab, grab this, grab this tire and move it around. Yeah, it's usually grab the tire, move it around. Jump up and then jump down. Yeah. It's and a then fun... there's like, here's a rope. Oh. Whip it around or climb it. Whatever you want. Yeah. Pretty much it. I think I it's think. pretty much it. I just love, <laughs> I just love the, the sport and I love getting yeah. my body ripped and gripped. Okay. So it was a buff squatch and that's basically it. Now, as promised, Lindsay, I will show you a photo of this thing. And it's very, it was drawn in colored pencil, you can tell. And yeah. there you have it. It's pretty good. Better than most. Better I'll than give most. That. But why is it just of its face? Well, because maybe. And why is it got a smile? Yeah, it's smiling. It looks like this. <laughs> it looks like the Sasquatch sat down for its sophomore year photo. It looks like a gorilla. I think that this person, one of the sisters, <laughs> yeah. drew a picture of a gorilla and was like, "Huh, that's not half bad. What can I do with this?" And then put it online and like had to make up a story with it because they're like, "Well, why would I just? I would look like a weirdo if I just sat down and drew a gorilla." So it was picture first. And I want to show people what I drew, but I don't want them to insult me. So I'll say that I drew it because of a Bigfoot sighting. So this sister obviously went out and bought a bunch of colored pencils and was like, "You know what? I'm gonna draw." And maybe yeah. a few days ago, she had gone to the zoo and then was inspired by her memories, which a lot of artists are inspired by their memories. Sure. And uh, she went home on construction paper, drew with her colored pencils, drew her favorite uh, animal of the day, the gorilla, and went, yeah. hey, that's not a half bad gorilla. I'm going to say I saw Bigfoot so I can show off my drawing. Yeah. Wow. What a conspiracy. What a cover up. I feel like I'm, I, I like to make up little stories of conspiracies of what people do. Oh, okay. <laughs> just a weird thing about me. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But yeah, I just think that she, I don't know, maybe she, it's just weird that it's just of the shoulders up. Well, like she drew a portrait of a gorilla. Well, because if you look at the face, then you can recognize who it is. But just looking oh. at a Bigfoot's body from far away, you're like, that could be any Bigfoot. But you see a oh. smile like this smile, and you're like, I know who that is. That's, I think that's, that you Dan, need that's to, Daniel. Need to stop worrying about what Bigfoot it is and just prove that there is a Bigfoot. 
Well, it might have been Daniel or Randall. <laughs> we don't really know. Or even um, Carol or Charlie, Charlanliest. Okay. Those are just names I know. All right. Sure. Maybe she saw it. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I saw there's um, a, a very, very small uh, secondary breaking booze. There were some uh, ghost hunters in the UK, and I clicked on it because it said UK ghost hunters find best evidence yet. It was italicized and like unnecessary quotation marks and stuff. And I watched the video, and it was not the best evidence yet, and it wasn't very yeah, good. Clickbait. Clickbait. But it was funny because the one dude holding the camera said uh, in a British accent, "Can you show your? Or can can you appear right in front of us, but don't affect us in any way?" <laughs> Which was really funny because it was like show show your you know show us you show yourself but don't don't touch me but don't touch me, and I thought that was very funny. That's pretty funny. Come here, but leave me alone. Right. Okay. On to my topic. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. I like how I say on to my topic. Like I I do equal research on breaking booze and this, so I guess this is the non-breaking booze. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just having kind of a dilemma here. Yeah. Is an idea coming to you and you're not sure if you should answer it or not? I don't know which door to open in my mind. Oh, that's where, that's the problem. Yeah? Is sometimes a couple ideas come and you don't know which door to open. Which door they're behind. You you hear the knocking in your mind palace, but you're like, oh, there's just so much reverb in here. I don't know where the knocking is coming from. I just don't know where. Man, people listening to this show, I think sometimes, especially some of the things that you and I ramble on about, think that we are probably... Uh, we are probably funded by devil's lettuce, and that's not the case. Yeah. That's We're it. just drinking tea in yeah. a British style. Yeah, we have some black tea and a little, well, it's like, I don't know if it's a British style because we have coconut creamer in it. Coconut oh, milk so creamer. It's like... <laughs> Dairy-free. <laughs> it's a nerdy British style. Yeah. It's a it, wannabe British style. It's a super granola way of having British style tea, I guess. But I mean, that's just how hard we roll over here at the Reed House. <laughs> pretty hard okay so i have compiled a list of things that human beings find instinctively scary that almost all humans share these fears okay so typically these are things that scare us but it's almost embedded in our dna to just be scary to be scared of certain things yeah our our dna sort of dictates whether we know it or not what we're afraid of and what we're not afraid of because a lot of these fears inherently, historically, in our double helix shapes, our Gattaca, our DNA. Have affected uh, us in some way. Have affected us in some way historically. And it's usually out of survival. Uh, out of this like instinct to survive and uh, what? Run away from predator, predators. <laughs> run away from, <laughs> from pe- pedicures. Run away from pedicures and uh, run away from manicures as well. <laughs> which I would never run away from a pedicure. No way. Uh, wowie, love them a lot. <laughs> Is that cool to say? Or? Wowie. Wowie, love them a lot. Yeah. A lot of scientists say according to where I got all this stuff. And I didn't write down where I got it. So I'm going to say I made it all up. Okay. Scientists say that, quote, there are things we are born to fear, end quote. Nickelback being one of them. Spiders. Spiders is actually on the list. Drowning. Drowning wasn't on the list. Dying. 
Well, dying, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, holy moly, because that's just a, a fear of the unknown. Not only what happens after, but what happens during. Does it hurt? Do you fart really loud? <laughs> as you're, I guess. I mean, a lot of people say that that kind of happens when you when you go. You like fart really loud. You know. I don't think that it happens to everyone. I think it happens to everybody. Okay, well. If that's what's going to make you happy passing away, then I will let you believe that. Man, I can't wait to fart right <laughs> Okay. Uh, some of these are going to seem like no duh, but there is a little bit of evidence and there have been studies done on some of these things as to why we are afraid of them. Cool? Yeah. Buckle up, Lens. Um, well. You're sitting on a cushion, a fun cushion. I have a blanket. That's fine. I'm cozied in. Blanket up. Blanket up, Lindsay. <laughs> Uh, the first one is heights. Yeah. The the fear of heights. There was a study or two studies done uh, at Berkeley in California and Doshisha University in Kyoto, Japan, that we developed this fear as we are babies when we're beginning to learn our like locomotive skills, like crawling or scooting, I guess, is when we as humans begin to develop this fear of heights, like toppling over and whatever. And I guess it messes with your brain or your inner ear, especially when you're above 30 feet above ground. And how come some people are not afraid of heights? Are they just they just get accustomed to it? Well, okay, so I'm not particularly scared of heights. And I and I can't speak for everyone who falls in like this, I guess, region of the spectrum, but I'm not afraid of heights to a certain extent, but like I don't feel awesome. But well, I'm they're not. Dangerous. They can be dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's uh, there. There was some writing that a long time ago. Mostly humans were arboreal. We were like living up in the trees more so than we do now. And we could fall out of the tree. I don't know. A lot of this is evolutionary based as well right. or based on evolution. But I thought that was neat that based on these studies, you learn them when you're an infant, when you're learning to crawl and like scoot on your boomer. Hmm. Yeah. I thought that was neat. Snakes. Obvious one. Yeah. I would think so. Uh, so snakes and spiders kind of go along or like are in the exact same category as to why we were afraid of them. Because back in the day, snakes and spiders were a much larger threat to a larger portion of humanity. Oh, they kill you. For survival. Yeah. There was writing as well that it even said a non-venomous spider bite could kill you. But I don't know how that would do that. So that... Maybe like back in the day if you got an infection... Maybe. Kind of like how a mosquito can bite you and like even though it's not really, you know, if dangerous, it, was, it could have a disease. Maybe it's the same for spiders? I don't really snakes. know. Yeah. I mean, like it's, if it's, you got a sick spider on your hands. Yeah, true. A spider with the flu. Yeah. Barfing up web all the time or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It even said the exact same thing with snakes that you can die from a non-venomous bite. But I think that that would just lead itself to infection. That's what I would think. Because they didn't have a lot of like treatments for stuff back then. No, some would say almost zero. Yeah. Right? Except for like, oh, there's this one plant that we know of, crush it up and spit on it a little bit and then rub that on your skin. And then probably die. And then you know what? Here's the thing. You still will die. Yeah. But it'll take your mind off it. You right. go find this plant. Uh, what are some other ones? Oh, one that I really didn't realize until I read it was eyes. Human eyeballs. Like like in the face still? It's like still in your face. Now, I would say that most people would have a fear of eyes that were not inside of a human head. <laughs> well, like eye contact? Yeah, yeah. Prolonged oh. eye contact is really odd. I guess um, 
Yeah, I think that could be a really, like, really, like, uncomfortable thing just to stare someone directly in the eyes for a long period of time. Yes. Now, this article made a point that said, uh, quote, infants instinctively look away when a pair of eyes they don't recognize looks at them, end quote. Now, my follow-up to that is I don't believe that because there has been countless times in public, uh, public transportation, especially in airports or even on the airplane, when uh, a baby or a toddler has just stared at you for like oh, yeah. what seems like way too long. So I don't think toddlers are afraid to make an eye contact. And no. it makes me feel so uncomfortable, like this little kid just staring right at you for a while. It's like, hey, man, go... like. Get interested in something hey, else. Hey, go get a job or something. Get a job, like, you little on. kid. Get a job, one-year-old. You're two. Get your stuff together. <laughs> You're two. Uh, be cute. I don't know. You better get your college degree now because yeah. it's just going to keep going up and up. Up and up and up and up. <laughs> but I, I think that that, I mean, uh, I know for me, like, I don't particularly love making eye contact with strangers. And it does make me feel nervous the the longer it goes on. Yeah. So I guess that's, I mean, I'm sure more people have a bigger fear of it than than we do. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah it's called uh, either scopophobia or scopophobia, the, the, the fear of being watched. Hmm. And I think that that is heightened when you're looking at someone and you realize that they're staring at you. Right. And you're trying to avert your eyes. Uh, one thing that I really didn't understand is it said that this dates back to 400 BCE. Which it's like, did you ask somebody? How'd you know that? Yeah. It was written on a rock wall. Don't like looking at Dale. (laughs) (laughs) Dale stares too long. Dale look look at me funny. Don't like Dale. Scary, (laughs) scary eyeballs. Oh, it also brought up staring contests, how those are really uh, unsettling. Small spaces, the feeling like you're being trapped. Not a lot of people like that one. We all get that. Uh, Blood. The fear yeah. of blood or looking at blood. Uh, this is one thing that I thought it was I, I, I thought was funny from the article. Quote, from an evolutionary standpoint, visible blood typically means someone is hurt. End quote. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, no, duh. Aww. I never knew that. I don't think, I mean, I've never been around like a lot of blood. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Blood doesn't really freak me out. Now, there was one time where I saw a lot of if you're if you're squeamish about blood, I am going to tell a really quick story. I was selling plasma in undergrad because, you know, college and money. And I was doing it and there was this one time where if you've never if if you've never sold uh solen sold. If you've never sold your own plasma, uh, they hook you up to a machine, takes your blood out, spins it around really fast, puts the plasma back into your body. Now, there was this guy there who was a gigantic human being. He was at least 6'8", hooked up my machine improperly, and when the machine was spinning and was supposed to be collecting the uh, the, the plasma and putting the blood back into my body or whatever, I, I might have said that backwards before, but either way, it wasn't putting the blood back in, it was just dumping it on the ground. Which is gross. But that was your own blood, though. Still almost passed out. Right. And I rarely, I've I've never passed out. And I saw that and I really almost passed out. But I guess my question is, okay, so like I'm squeamish about certain things and I've passed out about things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I usually, if it has to do with blood, it's like a shot or something like that of my own uh... that I will pass out. And most likely it's just the feeling and the fear of getting that shot, like something going in or out of my body. Sure. The blood itself doesn't like freak me out. It's like what 
happened. Like, okay, so macabre, I see a murder victim that has a lot of blood. The blood necessarily wouldn't freak me out. The, like, victim would freak me out. Okay. So I don't know. I don't, I like, I guess I have never seen enough blood to determine if I'm afraid of it. Well, if you play your cards right, maybe uh, I'll show (laughs) you a bunch of my blood one of these days. Well, like the Queen Elizabeth Bathory, she would bathe in blood. And I don't think there would be necessarily, besides odd and terrible that she was just killing people for it, but like if she got the blood inhumanely and bathed in it, I just don't think that would be weird. Okay. I mean, it's weird. Well, no. But I, I don't I, think I'd be scared of it. Yeah. But like, yeah, if a body was hanging over me and dripping blood, I would I would be scared of it because <laughs> it's coming from a body. It's more so like the context or like the whole scene rather than just the blood itself. Right. Yeah. I get that. I get that a lot. Some of the other ones on the list, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm running out of time. But some of the other ones were death, okay, the, right. the, the, the dark, which leads to a fear of the unknown. One that I wrote down, congratulations to you, is the fear of flying. Actually, combines yeah. multiple fears, so it's one of the worst ones. So, congr- yeah, I'm terrified of flying. Yeah, congrats. I hate it. There was one time when we flew to New York City, you almost peed your pants. There was two times I almost peed my pants and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There wasn't once. There was twice. And it's okay to laugh at now because you did not pee your (laughs) pants on the airplane. Yeah. But it was not funny when it was happening. Yeah. Uh, Really quick, uh, as I wrap everything up, there was a link to another list on this article I was reading. And it was uh, the, the top things that you would rather have for fingers. (laughs) <laughs> and you it's like this constant what would be yours well no it's like well mine i don't know hot dogs but there's this thing <laughs> or corn would you dog. eat them yeah whatever uh do I they really grow don't... back sure yeah sure okay but there it's this, it's this <laughs> sliding scale you can continuously vote on these things the the one in first place is the elder wand from harry potter but you would have 10 of them Oh. Uh, a lot of people would rather would, would rather have lightning bolts as opposed to fingers kitchen knives Electric eels. Dangerous. Electric eels. Yeah, uh, my. You could hurt yourself, like just taking a shower. Uh, here are three that make absolutely no sense that I have yet to read until right now. <laughs> USB drives. <laughs> Man, you must have to save uh, a lot of files. Baguettes. And then okay. my favorite one. This is a real thing, and it's ba- it's it's quite literally split fifty fifty. People who would want this or wouldn't want this for fingers. Tiny men. What? <laughs> just having 10 tiny men as Do your they fingers. they talk and stuff? Yeah, they're just 10 distinct and different tiny men. Oh. Yeah, isn't that funny? No, that's no? Okay. weird. <laughs> <laughs> that scares me more than a bloodbath. Yeah, having 10 tiny men for your fingers. <laughs> that's weird. That's super weird. Uh, it's really funny. Okay. Well, I'm done. Let's do some haunted housekeeping. All right. And then we will come back and you can tell us about your 10 tiny men. Okay. Okay. We'll see each and every one of you and our 10 tiny men in three, two, one. Our haunted show is brought to each and every one of you by our spooky medium-sized buds over at Vidispace. Vidispace is your all-in-one non-stop shop 
for everything spooky and streaming, which is very convenient and very nice. VidiSpace was founded by our friends Elizabeth Saint and Nick Groff, uh, notable ghost punchers and ghost kickers uh, <laughs> from the United States. <laughs> Punching and kicking ghosts since Punch- the day they were born. They were, yeah. Ex- as soon as they were born, they were doing roundhouse kicks and cartwheels and uppercuts, but directed at spirits. Uh, VidiSpace is an online platform, a website, and now an app for iOS and Android users, which has a bunch of streamable spooky content. Movies. You can find anything scary on there. There's videos, there's movies, there's investigations, there's us, podcast, and yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff on there. If you want to watch a documentary about aliens in Nebraska, go right ahead. If you want to watch a new investigation with either Nick or Elizabeth, go right ahead too. Or if you want to listen to some pods, that's fine. You can listen to us on there as well. So you can go to vidi.space, that's V-I-D-I dot space, and start browsing and get a 15-day free trial of all the things you could want, spooky related. Or you can download the Vidi Space app on your iPhone, which stands for intelligent phone, or your Android, and do the exact same thing, but you can str- you can stream on the go. So stream all your haunted spooky stuff and be cool. Yeah. And hey. spooky. And what's nice too, speaking about being cool, is that each download of the Vidi Space app, you get a free skateboard and you can kickflip as much as you want. And that's absolutely not true, but okay. <laughs> And as always, our show is a proud member, or we are proud members, of the Scavengers Network podcasting family of special buddies and special friends. It's a great group of people with a great bunch of podcasts. You can find pretty much anything from spooky to funny to (laughs) everything. That's the only thing I know is spooky and funny. Yeah. There are shows on the network such as Journey Under 30, The Bad Pen Pal, the tabletop role-playing game Myth takes historical hotties all sorts of fun stuff it's a wonderful network started by our good pod boss baby colin parker and you can find the scavengers network online by going to scavengersnetwork.com or you can check out the scavengers network on any and all forms of social media the like the big three facebook twitter instagram yes check them out go check them out and start listening to some fun pods that we think are fun pods fun pods Welcome back. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Missed for the whole last. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Hi. Welcome back. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready, Whisper Queen. Okay. Oh, welcome back. (laughs) Hey, yo. Yo. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Hopefully you tidied up. Everything's all clean. Welcome back. <laughs> um, so I'll kind of just jump into my topic. Fine. Let's just do it. Unless you want to talk about like what you would rather have for fingers besides tiny little men. Do you want to really quick? I mean, you said corn dogs. Well, that was a quick answer because I was nervous. I was running out of time. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like steal steal the, the the minutes. I'm trying to think of something that would be useful to have on your fingers. I was going to say like Swiss army knives, but it's like how... That's dangerous though. It is dangerous. Well, you can collapse them and then you just have those little nubbies. But then it was like, how often do you need a Swiss army knife? Right. I'm neither Swiss 
nor in the army. So I don't need them. Hmm. I don't know what I, I would want to have. I don't know. Like, I don't think I would rather have anything else but fingers. I mean, corn dogs are cool. <laughs> I do love a good corn dog. Glasses. You can interchange your glasses. Oh, uh, fashion. So you could like you pop them off. You have to hold your hand and... there though. Oh, okay. Yep. That answers that question. You have to hold question. that finger. <laughs> that answers that question. Ten different, ten different discrete fashionable monocles. Sure. You could just do one of these. Uh, lightning bolts would be cool, but you really would kind of have to like that kind of pigeonholes you into being a super villain. Right. Or, um, Emperor Palpatine. I don't really know. I don't know either. Fingers are cool. Maybe like, maybe I... crayons would be kind of cool. What? Crayons. <laughs> <laughs> like all your favorite color crayons. Yeah. You so, can interchange them. So can you really quick, like super fast, name your 10 favorite colors right now without thinking about it? Go. Do they have to be Crayola or just colors in general? You're stalling. Just your 10 um, favorite probably colors. Probably like a hunter green. Go. Maybe like a peony pink. Okay, quick. Um, <laughs> maybe like school bus yellow. Okay, four. Um, maybe throw in a mustard yellow because why not? Okay, sure, Two five. yellows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably like a glorious gold color. Okay. <laughs> um, jet black. Yeah. Matte black. Oh. <laughs> the that color black that that guy claimed is the blackest black. Oh, it's like the absence of color totally. Yeah. Okay. The absence of color. Two more. And Two more. Maybe like neon pink. Okay. And last one, finally. Um. Best one yet. Maybe like a midnight blue. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually okay. pretty good. Yeah, right on. Okay. Anyways, so my topic this week is i kind of talked about these a little bit before but these stories are way better so i'm gonna bring them back but your fingernails their fingernails <laughs> my crayons <laughs> my oh you can just sharpen your crayons too like you want long fingernails you just sharpen your crayons they're already colored too see i was just gonna say i'd rather just have longer fingers ew like et not that long just a little bit longer maybe like an inch longer okay <laughs> well my topic <laughs> this week is a little bit about like famous last words of like bad people before they like served their death sentence. Is one of them a fart? No, nobody is a fart. But oh, okay. There's a couple that I think are some good singers. Like, you know what? Even though they were on death row and they were going out and they were terrible people. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you kind of kept your sense of humor. Okay. And that's important. That's important, That's even important. though a lot of people hate you and you are a miserable human being. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, my first one is Eileen Wernos. It's that famous serial murderer. She was actually labeled of being one of the first female American serial murderers. After she Elizabeth was, Bathory or whatever, right? I mean... Well, she was an American. True. She yeah, was true. Hungarian. So she was obviously put on the death penalty. She ran away from home. She was bad news. She did a little bit of uh, terrible things. Um, she kind of was like a truck driver. She would pick up innocent people and murder them. And yeah, just all around, not not a good news. But her last words, they're not super funny, but I just feel like she sounds like a maniac. Okay. Um, she said, <laughs> I'd like to say I'm sailing with the rock. I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus June 6th. No year, just June 6th. Whoa. And like the movie, Big Mother Ship and All, I'll be back. What? Like <laughs> Independence Day with Will the Smith? The movie? I don't know. Is well, that when? Is... No, because she was arrested and tried in 1991. So, I mean, she received a total of six death sentences. This is how terrible of a person she was. That's a lot. 
Yeah, she was a terrible, terrible person. She robbed a lot of people. She killed a lot of people. She just wasn't great. She was a bad seed. She had a bad home life. She was just a little crazy. You know, I think she was referring to the movie Independence Day with Will Smith. She might have been. Because that movie came out in 1996, and I just looked, and she she got the death penalty in 2002. So she must have been a really big fan of Will Smith. She really liked that movie, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm like, for your last words, that's what you quote? Yeah. You're going to come back on the mothership? I don't know. Anyways. Okay, so our next one is a German guy. So he was also referred to as the vampire of Dusseldorf. Okay. And his name was Peter Curtin. Peter Curtin. Curtin. You know, it's probably very German, but I'm probably mutilating it. That's okay. But his last words were, tell me. After my head has been chopped off, I still want to be able to hear, for at least a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck. That would be a pleasure to end all pleasures. <laughs> so if you want to talk about a psycho. Wow, we huh? No wonder he was the vampire of Dusseldorf. Was he in a metal band or no? He should have been. He <laughs> killed nearly 60 people in Germany. Um, he would beat everybody, and his big stamp that he was there, that he killed uh, someone, was that he would drink the blood of at least one of the victims in the crowd of people that he was killing. Holy smokes. Yeah, they chopped his head off on July 2nd, 1931. Does it also say in there in the facts that he was sponsored by Ibanez or Fender or anything, <laughs> and he played bass in a metal band? No, but he was probably pretty metal. I mean, for that, that's a lengthy last sentence too it's also a pretty lofty request right like i don't care if you chop off my head but like i want to hear my blood yeah if you guys could just make it so if you can develop this technology really quick i mean i am on death row you can develop this technology so i can hear my blood right that would be excellent thank you very much so my next one is barbara bloody babs graham Bloody Babs? Bloody Babs. She was a drug addict. She was a murderess. She was executed by the gas chamber in San Quentin in 1955, along with her two accomplices. Um, she was terrible and beat up an old woman to death. Oh, that's really sad. robbed her. That's even sadder. Yeah, so she was executed by the gas chamber. And her last words were, good people are always so sure that they're right. Okay. But the funny part about her death, well, nothing's really funny about it, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um her executioner, his words to her before he killed her was, "Now take a deep breath and it won't bother you." And then she <laughs> sassily responded, "How would you know?" You Which know she's what? not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was going like, to say it's actually a pretty good comeback. How do you know? His name was Joe Ferretti. Joe Ferretti. Joe Ferretti. And he was in charge of her execution and just made her mad. You know, okay, so perfect example. Sassy response, but logically sound. That reminds me of the story. I, I feel like we might have talked about on the show once where a long time ago, you got pulled over twice in one week. Yeah. And the cop asked you, didn't you just, you, you already got pulled over earlier this week. Didn't you learn your lesson? And you said, apparently not. Well, yeah, because like, I know that wasn't the greatest response to a yeah. cop. But like, no, I'm obviously pulled over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, cop, if you're listening to this, like, think about what you just said to me. Yeah, I guess I didn't learn my lesson. What Am you I sp- supposed to say, yeah? Yeah, That's why I'm pulled over again? Oh, I, I remembered. <laughs> I learned my lesson, but I just forgot I learned, learned my lesson. Learned my lesson. 
Um, so the next one is Gary Gilmore. He was convicted of killing a motel manager. Oh. Um, he was put to death in Utah on January 17th, 1977. Yeah, he was just an all-around bad person. He would rob people. And yeah, he brutally murdered this guy at the motel. This is in Utah. So it was in Utah. So he was put on the death penalty in 1976. And he actually donated all his organs oh. before he was supposed to be executed. That's actually kind of nice. So he kind of was like dead before he got executed. Okay. I don't know. Like, or did he, he, he had them? Maybe he like had them already two people and then yeah. he was going to be executed. Yeah, yeah. But two of two people actually received his corneas. Oh. So there are two people out there with Gary, horrible Gary Gilmore's corneas. That's kind of. That's intense because that weird? those corneas have seen some stuff. Yeah, like they're maybe spiritually or whatever imprinted with the murders that he did. Yeah, like you know how people are into haunted objects? Like, <gasps> you're about to say something cool. Aren't people. <laughs> you're about to say something so well, cool. Well, what if you get somebody that's really bad? What if you get one of their organs? Is that yeah. like a demented or like a haunted object? What if you get a that murderer's. That you have to live with. Yeah. What if you get a murderer's heart? Ugh. Oh my that's, gosh. That sounds like an Edgar Allan Poe poem. It kind of does. You're like, maybe like it takes place in foggy New England and it's obviously a Stephen King thing. And like now all of a sudden you have a desire to murder because you got some someone on death row, you you got their heart or something. Yeah. What would you rather have? A murderer's heart or eyeballs? I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky. I feel like eyeballs because I feel like you would see out of their eyeballs. You would rather have their eyeballs? Yeah, like I think that would be weirder to say like my eyes that you're looking into right now were from Gacy. Whoa. Like and yeah. then people and then you would have no friends. Man, I mean like, I, would... I don't like Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, true. Not a fan. Um, Cheryl is terrifying. Yeah. She has Gacy eyeballs. And not that's not like a fun new slang. Like she literally does. Well, Gary Gilmore's last words was let's do it. <laughs> so notably, he gained further fame when advertising executive Dan Wyden credited Gilmore's parting words for the inspiration for Nike's tagline. I was about to make a Nike joke and I was like, nah, you 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 kind of make dumb jokes and that's and that's directed to me. But I was right. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of just do it, it's let's do it. And they're like, oh okay. Oh Nike. <laughs> just what I thought of is Nike, like death sentences and running. I don't know if that, does that change your opinion on Nike? Like not necessarily like you're going to boycott Nike, but like. Yeah, they just got cooler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because their, their, their super cool catchphrase is taken from someone on death row. Yeah. Whoa, let's do it. Let's do it. I feel like that's something stupid I'd say, though. Because I'd be like nervous and like anxious and like all my emotions couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And then I'd be like, do you have any last words? I don't know. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was going to save this until you were done with your topic. But if you could pick your last words, what do you think they would be? But you had to be on death row. That's the thing. So you were a bad person. You were bad. You were kind of a nasty girl. I'd probably just say something like, I'm sad. Yeah. No, no, like knowing you in real life, I don't think you would have any last words. You would just give like a shrug 
and look, you'd be like, uh, just kind of give like a defeated shrug to make people feel really sorry for the fact that you're getting executed. Or they look at it and be like, she's a bad butt. She just shrugged. Whoa, what a bad She didn't butt. even have anything to say. Yeah. Okay, well, my next one I think you're really going to like. Okay. Um, Greg Adidas. <laughs> and he came up with this logo, All Day I Dream About Sports. That's what he... <laughs> um, no, it's... Thomas J. Grassa. Okay. So Thomas J. Grassa was executed by lethal injection in Oklahoma for strangling a 70 or an 87-year-old woman to death on Christmas Eve with her own Christmas lights. What the heck, man? And he also stole her television, which he got $12 for. What a butthead. Yeah. So he was just a butthead. But (laughs) (laughs) he, his last words were... I did not get my SpaghettiOs. I got spaghetti. I want the press to know this. Oh, yeah. So he was mad. His last meal request was for two dozen steamed mussels, two dozen steamed clams with a flavored lemon wedge, which I don't know what that means, just a wedge of lemon, um, a <laughs> double cheeseburger from Burger King, a half do- dozen barbecue spare ribs from any place, two strawberry milkshakes, one half of a pumpkin pie with whipped cream, diced strawberries, and a 16-ounce can of SpaghettiOs with meatballs served at room temperature. But unfortunately, <sighs> the the kitchen staff at the prison made a crucial mistake and served him spaghetti instead of SpaghettiOs. So, okay. So he's I, mad about his SpaghettiOs. I understand it's your last meal on earth, but he made no complaints about the other food. So they got all the yeah. other stuff right. They got all the other stuff right. But they gave him Chef Boyardee's spaghetti and not SpaghettiOs. Well, they made him actual spaghetti, which is better than SpaghettiOs. It is, but still room temp? <laughs> he wanted room temp SpaghettiOs. That was like his main thing, and they screwed that up. Do you think that... What was his first name? Ed? Thomas. Thomas. I'm so sorry. Do you think... Thomas J. Tom J. Do you think that Tom uh, was trying... He he was sort of um, strategic in his last meal because he was hoping to just give himself uh, fatal diarrhea? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It just seems like a lot of nasty stuff paired together. Yeah. He just wanted a bunch of stuff. Like he was just making a crazy list. Yeah. But yeah, he wanted SpaghettiOs and he got spaghetti and he was really mad. I can understand, though, how that would perturb you. You're like, well, (laughs) it's my last meal on earth. Arguably the most important thing I'm ever going to eat in my life. And you guys screwed it up. Yeah, thanks. Next one is Robert Alton Harris. He was just a murderer. He killed a bunch of teenage boys. Ugh. Um, He was, in 1992, he was the first person to be in, executed in the state of California in decades. Wow. Um, His last words were, you can be a king or a street sweeper, but everyone dances with the Grim Reaper. Now, this would be okay uh. if it had not been just a kind of misquote quote from the movie bill and ted's bogus journey oh good <laughs> that was one of your favorite favorite movies when i you were loved a kid. bill and ted movies see i was gonna say it sounded like a credence clearwater revival lyric or something no it was just from bill and ted's bogus journey and wasn't the grim reaper actually in that movie like the actual grim reaper well <laughs> no yes <laughs> okay. the grim reaper was in it and he just quoted a really funny 80s movie. That's hilarious. And He's his last words, trickster. his last words were, uh, breakfast club. 
and then he got <laughs> executed. And then he did a peace sign, and he's uh, like, SpaghettiOs. Oh, uh, Mac and me. And then he got like $4 million for promoting SpaghettiOs yeah. on his Instagram. Yeah. All right. Well, my last one is Tom Blackjack Ketchum. <laughs> well, he they caught him. <laughs> so he was an infamous outlaw that finally got caught after a failed train robbery he was sentenced to hang his last words were i'll be in heck before you start breakfast boys let her rip let her rip but the really sad part about this story is Uh-oh. that his he was supposed to be hanged and his execution was horribly botched oh and the noose just cut his head off his body (laughs) okay so let her rip and then like really like i'm ready for it and then it's like oops did did someone when when they were at the uh is that the the gallows i don't really know where you get hanged or hung uh when his head popped off to someone yell catch him and they're like hey funny joke and then they actually (laughs) caught him and then they shared a laugh and then they became lifelong friends yeah. I mean, do they like, do people get in trouble for botching a hanging? I don't know. Or because, is it just like, well. Well, it's still like job done. took care of it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you still got to point B from Petey point did, A. Petey didn't even have a head. <laughs> Petey didn't even have a head. Yeah, so someone's going to duct tape this guy's head back on and sell him, to, sell him to a kid. What if they duct taped his head back on and then hung him again? And then they're like, oh, shoot, that didn't work. The duct tape just came off. (laughs) (laughs) Do double duct tape. Give me some of that Gorilla Glue that's not invented yet. Maybe they invented Gorilla Glue. So they could glue his head back on? And they called it botched hanging glue. That's what they called it? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) You know, not a great name, but that's why it's Gorilla Glue now. Here's the thing. This will be Gorilla Glue sooner or later, but right now we're going to call it botched hanging glue. This glue is so strong, it'll keep your head on. When we drop you. When we rip it off. When we rip it off. (laughs) You want me to rip your head off? Too bad, so sad. Not with botched hanging glue. I don't know if you get in trouble because you really, I mean, you, you accomplish, it's kind of like, okay, did you get done what I asked you to get done? Yes. But you kind of did it in a really intense way. Right. And I mean, I hesitated to talk about any of these because do I think the death penalty is not really that funny? No, but it is creepy. And but all these stories are like, well, you know, you're bad people. And it's just really funny how your life ended. And just imagine like how long they're like, okay, I'm going to say this cool thing and I'm going to read cool books to find some inspiration. But Eileen Wernos just talked about Will Smith. Yeah. And the one guy misquoted Bill and Ted. (laughs) It's really funny. A lot of people either did like brands, food, or like movies. Or Will Smith. Like now you just know. (laughs) Nike. That's very funny. Yeah, it's really weird. And it just goes to show that, yeah. The only one that was like really crazy was Peter. He was like, I want to hear my blood. Yeah, now that one's intense. But he's also an older generation. Yeah. I mean, he was 1931. Sure, okay, yeah. These are all like 1970s and up. Yeah, before all that CGI. Yeah. And people's heads started getting all full of like computer graphics and special effects. Yeah, it's like if I had last words, I don't think I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to quote something from the labyrinth. Yeah. Dance, (laughs) magic, dance. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) What would you quote? Me? Yeah. Does it have to be from the labyrinth? No. Oh. Anything. Well, I would quote... The Dark Crystal. Yeah, what would you say? And I would just say, don't know. And then I'd say, that was from Olgra, from The Dark Crystal. 
What about Troll 2 and do, oh my God. They're eating her and then they're going to eat me. (laughs) I would do that. But that was, you know what? I don't know how to speak Spanish, but I do know how to say that in Spanish because I asked my old coworker, Dan, because he was fluent in Spanish. Uh, Well, see, that's the thing is people don't do a lot of research nowadays. So if you were to say that in Spanish, they'd be like, oh my God, what inspirational quote did he just say? Están comiendo ella y después... Me van a comer a mí. Dios mío. That's what I would say. See, everybody would be like, oh my gosh. But then all the Spanish people would be like, did he just quote Troll 2? Did he just quote that awesome movie Troll 2? <laughs> where they like, doesn't they, isn't there one where like they pop somebody like popcorn or something or something There's weird? some weird popcorn Man. scene. I don't know. I've only seen it one time with you. That movie rocks. <laughs> Troll 2. <laughs> oh, it's great. Well, will that do her up? That'll do her. That's my topic. That's all I got. Let's do it, Nike. Just <laughs> do it. Just do it. We would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music that you heard in our show during the middle portion, the middle portion, during the beginning portion, the middle, <laughs> and the end. You can find Eli on Twitter and Instagram at Eli Who Does Music. He's a wonderful boy and he writes wonderful music. We'd also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. They just went to PodCon in Seattle, and it looked like they had a blast. So just goes to show what a fun group of people they are and just loving and supportive. Yeah, I was talking to Colin, our beautiful boss baby of the Scavengers Network, and he said it was an amazing experience. They all hung out as much as they could. It was nice. It's 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 nice being around a group of people that share a common interest. Absolutely. And I would say a common passion rather because, I don't know, I think most podcasters are doing it for free just because they love it. And it's nice to be in a room full of people who do the exact same thing. Yeah. And also a thank you to all you listeners out there because without you, there is no us. And I mean, we're still probably just going to talk even if no one listens to us. But <laughs> it's more fun when there's more ears listening. Yeah. More disembodied ears <laughs> hanging all around. That one want to hear their blood coming out of their head yeah yeah i don't know if we say it uh, often enough but we're extremely thankful for each and every one of you and thank you very much for listening and spreading the word stay spooky yeah word of mouth share your spooky knowledge with your spooky friends and have a spooky week yeah or else do it uh just in case you can find us on social media at spooky underscore spouses And if you have a story you'd like to share, a fun sketch that you drew of a gigantic uh, pterodactyl sort of a thing or a Bigfoot, you can send us an email at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. I think that's it. Till next week. Till next Monday. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, ready? <laughs> heck, poop. <laughs> heck, crap, heck, poop. Pee pee. Okay, ready? <laughs> heck, poop. <laughs> heck, crap, heck, poop. Pee pee.